against steel. No lunge against the shoulder straps. No shocking blunt force of an airbag explosion. She heard nothing but the wailing of the electric guitars and the rasping sound of her own shaky breaths. Lori snapped off the music, and with car horns blaring around her, she eased off the brakes, applied the gas. Sweat rolled down the sides of her face and dripped from her nose. Yes, she called it the death race home, but she didn't want to die. She had three kids. She loved her husband. And although her job was boring, at least she had a job. What in God's name was wrong with her? I don't know, she said to herself. I just don't know. Lori took a deep, sobering breath and stared straight ahead. The beamer slowed to her speed, and the driver, his face contorted in fury, yelled silently at her through his closed window. To her surprise, Lori started to cry. Two. The two men sat in the satin-lined jewel box of a room warmed by flaming logs in the fireplace and the flickering light of the flat screen. The older man had white hair, strong features, cat-like amber eyes. That was Gozan. The younger man had dark hair and eyes so black they seemed to absorb light. He was very muscular, a man who took weightlifting seriously. His name was Kazir. They were visiting this paradise called Los Angeles. They were on holiday, their first visit to the West Coast, and had rented a bungalow at the Beverly Hills Hotel, palatial by any standard. This opulent three-bedroom cottage was as pretty as a seashell, set at the end of a coral pink path and surrounded by luxuriant foliage, banana trees and palms. It was unlike anything in their country, the landlocked mountainous triangle of rock called the Kingdom of Sumar. Now the two men held the experiences of this hedonistic city like exotic fruit in the palms of their hands. I am going to give you a new name, said Gozan Ramari to the rounded blonde woman with enormous breasts. I name you Peaches. There were no juicy women quite like Peaches in Sumar. There weren't many in Southern California, either, where women with boy-like shapes were considered desirable, and ones like Peaches were called fat. As if that were bad. I don't like you, Peaches said slowly. She was doing her best to speak through the numbing effect of the drugs she had consumed in the very expensive champagne. But... But what, Peaches? You don't like me, but what? You are having a very good time? Gozan laughed. He was an educated man, had gone to school in London and Cambridge. He knew six languages and had founded a boutique merchant bank in the city of London while serving on numerous boards. But as much as he knew, he was still mystified by the way women allowed themselves to be led and tricked. Peaches was lying at his feet spread-eagled, as it was called here, bound by her wrists and ankles to table-legs and an ottoman. She was naked, except for dots of caviar on her nipples. Well, she had been very eager for champagne and caviar a couple of hours ago. No use complaining now. I forget, she sighed. Kazir got up and went to the bedroom just beyond the living room, but he left the double doors open so that the two rooms merged into one. He lay back and lounged on the great canopied bed beside the younger woman, who was the daughter of the first. This woman was even sexier than her mother, 
beautifully fleshy, soft to the touch, with long, blonde hair. Kazir ran his hand up her thigh, amazed at the way she quivered even though she could no longer speak. He said to the young woman, And I will call you Mangos, yes. Do you like that name? So much better than what your pigs of parents called you. Adriana, he said it again in a high, affected voice. Adriana! Sounds like the cry of a baby goat. Kazir had cleansed many towns of people who reminded him of animals. Where he came from, life was short and cheap. The girl moaned. Please? Kazir laughed. You want more, please? Is that it, Mangos? In the living room, the CD changer slipped a new recording into the player. The music was produced by a wind instrument called a kime. It sounded like an icy gale blowing through.